Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. Hey, welcome everyone. Welcome to the show today. And we are celebrating Epilepsy Month. Every November, I try to focus the entire month on talking about epilepsy. And as you all know, I'm a woman living with epilepsy, so it's very personal to me. I've spent my life on a crusade for the employment of people with disabilities. I have a software product out, iDisability for training, uh, digital accessibility. And what is my point? I have epilepsy, and it does not and has not stopped me, nor will it stop me. So before we get going, hey, a special shout-out to you, Yoshiko Dart. I love you, Yoshiko. Great leader in the disability rights area. And you definitely know a young person living with epilepsy in Japan. So thank you, Yoshiko, for everything you do for us. Um, I want to thank our sponsors. Highmark has been a sponsor of this show for the past several years. The CEO just received the Tony Coelho Award, uh, David Holmberg. And this company has hired people forever since I started the company. Thank you so much for your sponsorship. And earlier in the year, we had a sponsor that came in uh, over the first three or four months, AudioEye. And AudioEye has a fabulous software product for digital accessibility. Okay, before we start, Ireland, you're not going to be surprised. I don't know what you're doing. Ireland has the most listeners of all of the countries that listen to this show, which it is in 17 different countries. And anyone at any time can listen to any of the shows that are on demand. I can't believe it. I mean, this has been like, wow, several months in a row. So listen, you are helping me spread the word throughout the world spreading the word throughout the world to people with disabilities that they can work and they count and my friends in Kazakhstan Japan Indonesia South Korea and Panama where I visited the embassies and got to speak to people with disabilities you know we're going to get you more information so you can get this show out there Well, as I said, this is National Epilepsy Month, and I want to try to feature different organizations that I know that I think are rock stars, and that first rock star would be the Executive Director of the Epilepsy Alliance of Ohio, Kathy Schrag, whom I've known and love and think so highly of. Kathy, welcome to the show. Hi, Joyce, and thank you so much for having me. Um, Kathy, since we have people listening throughout the world, how about if we start by you telling our listeners how and why you first became involved in the world of epilepsy? Well, I first, um, I have been with Epilepsy Alliance Ohio, I'm going on 27 years 
Um, and I started um, one of one of the things that Epilepsy Alliance Ohio um, does is we operate four residential facilities for adults with developmental disabilities who also have epilepsy. And so that was my passion coming out of college was working with individuals with developmental disabilities. Um, and so I started um, a couple of the group homes were just getting started as Medicaid programs. So um, I was learning the regulations and then tra- training the staff. Um, but my job was to develop um, and like habilitation goals. So cooking goals, banking, you know, meal prep, all, all types of different goals for, indi- for the individuals who were residing in the facility to help them become as independent as possible. And that was my passion. Um, so, you know, the longer I worked there, I, I then became the director of the residential programs. And at that point, my office moved from out of the residential facilities down to our main office um, in downtown Cincinnati. And, um, you know, when we, I moved downtown, as with any nonprofit, you wear a lot of different hats. So I became more involved in the um, fundraising aspect of it as well. But in the meantime, got to see and meet a lot of individuals who are living with epilepsy um, come in and out, come in and out of our office. Um, and so that gave me kind of a greater appreciation for what, you know, what most people living with epilepsy experience on a, on a daily basis. Um, and so it's the people that I work with and work for every day that have me coming back to work every day. And, um, you know, it's, it's been a great ride. Oh, well, that's wonderful. And you have had such an impact. See, it is all about passion. So, Kathy, as the executive director, you mentioned you've been doing this for 27 years. What does it mean? Like, what is your role? What do you do? Um, well, I've been I've been um, serving as the executive director for, um, uh, it'll be 12 years in January, um, and for me, what it, you know, what my role is, is, you know, you know, I, I provide oversight for, you know, all of the programs and the services. Um, you know, I try to have that creative mind on what, what new programs and services that we can um, work on and focus on to really help make an impact on the, you know, the people that we serve. Um, you know, there's the fundraising aspect, you know, try, trying to raise the money so we can provide the the um, in-person human contact programs and services that are so important and so needed um, in our community. And, um, you know, we have 60, 60 staff that we, you know, that I work hard to make sure that, you know, they're receiving all the supports they need to be able to serve the people, you know, that we need to serve on a daily basis to help um, improve the quality of life for those living with epilepsy. And I assume then that means you do have a variety of programs. You work with adults and with children. What would you say is the biggest program you have? The biggest program would, um, would be our community education um, yes. You know, we we have we provide a lot of different um, 
you know, we have a, a lot of different curriculums. So, you know, we have a curriculum for daycare providers. We have a curriculum. We do a puppet presentation for, um, you know, preschool through grade three, um, which is fantastic for the kids because they, they, you know, they really enjoy that, but it really explains epilepsy on a level that, that they can understand. Um, but, you know, we have, you know, uh, trainings for teachers, for school nurses, for you know, middle school, high school, um, but for first responders, I mean, we have we have developed and personalized our own um, curriculums based on you know an audience, whatever audience we need to to educate and educating on you know seizure recognition, seizure, seizure first aid is so important. Um, not only does it spread awareness, but when one in twenty six people are you know will be diagnosed with epilepsy at some point in their life, um, you know, chances are. You know, everybody will will know somebody who is affected by epilepsy. So the education is extremely important. I think that is so awesome. How early that you start doing that, uh, and do you see a big difference from that, Kathy? Oh yeah, I mean, you know, when do you mean as far as how the kids react? Yes, early intervention. Oh, yeah, kid, yep. Um, it's in, it's really interesting that that you know this question. I literally got an email at ten thirty this morning from um, somebody who um, has you know they they volunteer at our camp. We have Camp Flame Catcher, um, and this individual he comes every every year. He volunteers the whole week, and then his wife will come, and he has a uh, five year old son who they bring their five year old. Um, Every day, you know, like the, his his wife will bring the five year old during the day during camp, and he emailed today to say that you know yesterday when his son got home from school, he told him about a new friend that there was a new boy in his class, and he talked about how, you know he had fun playing with him and. Um, when he went to drop his son off at school this morning, the teacher came out to talk to him and said, I just want you to know your son um, was so kind yesterday because the new boy that was in his class is in a wheelchair. And, you know, his son went right up to the little boy, you know, played with the little boy, and that was his point. You know, he never saw the wheelchair. He never mentioned it to him. He never said, oh, there's a boy in my class who's in a wheelchair. He saw the child for the child. And he said, you know, in that experience with coming to camp and seeing and being, you know, seeing other children who are in wheelchairs has made him, real. you know, he, he doesn't see any of that, which, I mean, that's a beautiful thing. And that's just one small example example of what educating at you know educating our children at a young age you know about different disabilities and, and that it doesn't define the person is so important and don't you think that probably makes a difference even in confidence for the family you know knowing well hey I'm not alone and there are other people out there going through this um, and, and also educating them on what to do and what to expect. Don't you think that makes a difference? Oh, I think it makes a huge difference. It 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 takes it it kind of takes that fear away, you know, for people to realize, okay, this isn't anything to be scared of, and it it helps the person go from a position where they may have been fearful to where they know they can help and they can be of assistance. And um, 
you know, for the, for the family, I think that confidence of knowing that, okay, now these children are going to understand, you know, they'll understand better, you know, what my child is going through. And, you know, I, I think that, I think it makes a huge difference. That's why it's so yeah. important to talk about it. Well, that's the whole thing you just said, talking about it, uh, realizing you're not alone. And, and Kathy, you are the Epilepsy Epilepsy Alliance of Ohio. So how do people reach you if they want to reach out? Um, they can, uh, I mean, they can, they Your can website. call us. Yeah. Yep, our website is, um, is epilepsy-ohio.org. Um, we are also on social media, so you, people can reach out if they want to follow us on Facebook. Um, again, we're um, Epilepsy Alliance Ohio. Um, they can reach out, by again, by calling, by emailing, um, you know, visiting our website. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, one more time with that website. It's epilepsy-ohio.org. Okay, and so before we get a break, listen, there are millions of children living in the United States with epilepsy and families that have adults or an adult with epilepsy, but who are struggling, trying to make ends meet, not able sometimes to get medication. So please, if you're listening to the show right now, go to that website and make a contribution as you're thinking about the holiday season. And right now, we're going to go to break. Hey, if you just joined us, this is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Don't go away. I'll be right back with Kathy Schrag. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Since 1985, Bender Consulting Services has served as a national leader in advancing employment of people with disabilities, including veterans with disabilities, with private sector companies, and federal government agencies. Bender assists customers with achieving their diversity and workforce inclusion initiatives by tapping into a talent pool of individuals seeking professional positions, including those in the STEM fields. In addition, Bender services include disability employment consulting, training and technology accessibility through their high test line of service. For more information, please visit www.benderconsult.com. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. If you have a question or comment, call in toll free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. Hey, welcome back everyone. I'm talking to Kathy Schrag the Executive Director of Epilepsy Alliance of Ohio. And you know what? At the break, we were talking about something that just happened at, was it Disneyland? Yes. Disneyland, Disney World. Disneyland. Okay. Disneyland. So, and, Disneyland. And Anaheim. Okay. So um, tell our listeners about that. 
Oh my gosh, it was a wonderful, a wonderful event uh, that Brad and Candy Levy um, organized. Um, it was it started on Monday, November fifth, and Monday and Tuesday um, at the Disneyland Resort Hotel. There were there was an exhibition hall with uh, over a hundred exhibitors. Um, you know, or organizations that are working on behalf of people who are living with epilepsy. Um, and then uh, there were over 3,200 people who were registered, you know, who registered and were attending. And then on that Wednesday, um, every, you know, you could, you go to Disney World and it's, it's uh, epilepsy day at Disneyland. Um, so everybody has a purple shirt. Uh, so just imagine 3,200 people walking around Disneyland, um, you know, wearing their purple shirts in support of epilepsy. Um, it was, you know, they, um, Brad and, and Candy do a fantastic job with that event. I was really, really impressed. Um, and, you know, you can visit, probably visit their website. I would assume they would have pictures. Uh, it's epilepsyawarenessday.org. Um, but, it, it, you know, it's, it's something to put on the calendar for next year. That's for sure. Oh, they have this every year then? They do. They do. Uh, it's always that first, um, the first Monday. I think. I think he said it's the first Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday in um, November. Wow, that is so awesome. That yeah. Well, I'm yeah, going to try to go to that next year. That sounds great. You should. I think you yeah, would really enjoy it. Yeah, that sounds great. That does. That sounds great. You know what, Kathy? I wanted to ask you this earlier. Um, how much? from you working, you know, with the public, how much do you believe people in general really understand epilepsy? Um, you know, I, I think people are starting to get a better understanding of epilepsy, um, but there's still, you know, there's still that um, that fear of the unknown, um, especially for the you know people who don't know anybody who's affected by epilepsy. Now, I will tell you, it seems like everybody I meet, um, you know, knows somebody with epilepsy. But I, you know, I still think that um, you know there there is there there there's a lot of work to be done in in uh, dispelling myths and um, you know kind of in in helping people understand um, epilepsy and you know, there is the unpredictability factor of epilepsy. And um, so there is definitely still work to be done. Yeah. And, you know, I still, when I talk to people, they don't understand it. First of all, they think everyone that has epilepsy has a tonic-clonic or better known to the public grand mal seizure. They have no idea that there are other types of seizures, you know, like... Obsense or obsance or complex partial, partial. seizures. Yep. Yeah, and some people also don't realize they're probably working with someone with epilepsy. Because I always tell employers, you already have people with disabilities working here, like epilepsy. It's just they aren't telling you. So there are people right. that it's controlled, but then there are people that and children that it can't be uh, controlled. Uh, but... You know, the more you understand, the better you will be able to support and help organizations that are doing like what Kathy is doing. So, Kathy, now you are part of this alliance. And just for 
all donors, listeners, specifically, of course, in all the areas you support, how will that change your organization? You know, us us being part of, um, you know, being Epilepsy Alliance Ohio and part of Epilepsy Alliance America, it allow you know, it allows us to really do what we do best and to focus on um, the serv- the programs and services that we provide um, in Ohio. Um, you know, for us, that's that's what is most important is being able to. Um, you know, we, online services are great, um, but there, you know, so many times you can't replace the human contact and you can't replace going into a school and being able to, you know, do a presentation and, and train, you know, kids on seizure recognition, seizure first aid, and then the questions that come after that. You know, the kids have a lot of questions that, you just won't be able to answer on an, you know, with, with doing an online, you know, study. Um, you know, so being able to really put our efforts and focusing in on providing these, these, you know, programs and services that are in the community, in-person support groups. Um, we also do, we provide counseling services. So we provide counseling for individuals. We provide counseling for families. We've done couples, you know, counseling that focuses around epilepsy. Um, so, you know, it, it's, you know, for us, being able to focus and, and to keep our efforts you know, here in Ohio is um, is is big. You know, and and extremely important. Um, and then, you know, with with the you know through fundraising efforts and donations, we're able to keep a hundred percent of those donations and fundraising revenues um, here locally. Yeah, well, and so what that means is, in no way, shape, or form, will it diminish the work that you're doing. Oh, absolutely not. Actually, it's it will enhance. It's going to enhance the work that we do. Well, that is awesome. And and right there, yeah. uh, right in Ohio. Now, where all where all do you uh, operate? So we um, we have office. You know, we have our um, our main offices in Cincinnati, um, and then we have an office in Columbus, Ohio, um, and so. We serve um, all of Ohio with the exception of um, there's about six counties up around Cleveland um, that the Epilepsy Association of Cleveland serves. And then in the Toledo area, there's uh, the Epilepsy um, the Epilepsy Center of Northwest Ohio, and they serve that area. Um, and, you know, both of those organizations um, we have very good relationships with, um, and they do a really good job providing um, you know, a, a variety of programs and services in those areas as well. But as far as the rest, we, um, you know, we serve the rest of Ohio. We do serve, um, we do quite a bit of trainings in, in Kentucky, especially northern Kentucky. Um, and then we have um, done work for years in West Virginia as well. Wow, you cover a lot our of counselors. Yep, yeah, our, our community educators and counselors, you know, they, you know, we will drive and we will do, we will go wherever we need to go to provide education. Um, and also, you know, if a family needs us to go and be an advocate and um, sit and go through the IEP or 504 
um, process with them to help their child be as successful in the classroom as possible. We do, we go and participate in a lot of those meetings as well. Wow, that is so great because a lot of parents, they need that and that's why they need to know about you um, so that you can help them in that way. And, you know, one, one question I wanted to ask you, the business community in general, are they supportive of you in you in Cincinnati and these other areas? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Cincinnati and Columbus, um, you know, have, have been absolutely fantastic. Um, you know, we, uh, we actually, um, had merged and taken on the central Ohio area, um, back in 2013. And, um, you know, the, 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 the corporate and medical community up in Columbus was very welcoming. Um, and they're very, you know, they were very excited to have, to know that we were going to be able to continue to provide those services, that the services were not going to go away, that we were going to enhance those services. And so, um, it's, yeah, we. I feel I feel pretty pretty blessed that we you know, live in live in good communities. Yeah, we got to break down the stigma. We've got to yep, change absolutely. that stigma. And as a woman living with epilepsy, I will tell the world I'm living with epilepsy. And actually, I do tell the world because I want everyone to know. Never do you have to be ashamed if you have any disability. So this month we're focusing on epilepsy because it's epilepsy month. But as I tell everyone, and when I talk to young people, I say, I'm living with epilepsy. And I'm not ashamed I'm living with epilepsy. And neither should you. So, hey, it's time for our news break. Um, on the half hour, we have Perry Jude Radisick, uh from the Pennsylvania Disability Rights Network that I am so honored to be on their board. And we, we are lucky in Pennsylvania to have Perry Jude Radisick, who is awesome. Perry, are you with us? Uh, Joyce, uh, I'm with you listening to the show and uh, happy to be with you today and uh yeah, I've been uh, tuning in. Thanks, and uh, thanks for all your good work. Hey, Advocacy Matters, right? So this is our it, it, Advocacy it Matters part of the show, so I'm going to turn it over to you, Perry. Hey, thanks, Joyce. So thank you for everyone who turned out last week, who went to the polls, braved the weather if you had bad weather, uh, who may have even braved some barriers to voting, whether it be your polling place, your uh, voting equipment, uh, and uh, possibly other issues, and, and voted last week. We, all of us, uh, uh, appreciated uh, you getting out and voting. And here we are, a week later, a week out from the 2018 midterm election, and I can tell you the advocacy community for people with disabilities We've got a lot of work ahead of us. As much of the political landscape has changed at the national, state, and local levels, the Democrats are now in control of the United States House of Representatives. The Republicans are still in control of our United States Senate, but only by a very close margin. One vote as Florida undergoes a recount. Republicans have 25 governorships, Democrats have 23, and two races are still outstanding. 
in Florida and Georgia. Depending on your state, I know you have many new local legislators that you will have to reach out to and educate about disability policy issues. I know you will. You will have service animal issues. You will have Americans with Disability Act issues. And you will have Medicaid issues. We will have so many issues that we will have to reach out to our local state legislative leaders, knock on their doors, introduce ourselves and our policy issues to. Our new Congress, which is the 116th Congress, convenes on January 3rd, 2019. But before we even talk about the new Congress and what the new issues are, we have to finish our work with this Congress. This Congress is not over. So before the new Congress is sworn in, there is still work in the short term. In these next eight weeks, our community is still focused on trying to move the ABLE Age Adjustment Act forward. And as we've talked about, this is legislation that is designed to raise the age of an eligible individual to open an ABLE account to age 46. Because right now, the age is 26 to open an ABLE account, which is a tax-free account for people with disabilities who incurred a disability prior to the age of 26. We've got to raise that age up to 46. Right now, there are 20,000 ABLE accounts open nationwide. So we want to raise that age to 46, and we need, we've got eight weeks to do it. So election matters, advocacy matters, and we've got lots of unfinished business in the 115th Congress. So if you want to track the ABLE Age Adjustment Act and other work as Congress works to finish out its 115th Congress, visit www.disabilityrightspa.org. That's disabilityrightspa.org. Thanks, Joyce, for your time. Hold on there for a minute, Perry. A few things I want to say. First, I want to thank you for your leadership on this show, encouraging to get out the vote. Because we all know there are millions of Americans with disabilities, but the key is to register and get out and vote. And may I say, there's never been a midterm ever where there were lines miles and miles long. Uh, And I want to thank you for encouraging uh, the disability community to be part of that. Well, well, you're welcome. I I think uh, certainly AAPD, uh, which I know you're on the board of, and you had guests on your show right before the election, uh, is, is certainly a leader uh, in the Rev Up campaign that we partner with. Uh, it's a pleasure to work collaboratively with AAPD, the National Disability Rights Network, and others to make sure people have access to the vote, and, and it's our pleasure. Well, thank you, and keep up fighting the fight. Website, one more time. Yes, it's Disability Rights PA.org. And may I say, this woman is so passionate about fighting for the rights of people with disabilities. Remember that group, 
when you're making a donation. Thanks for calling in, Perry. Talk to you next week. All right. You know, I love this. And we do this because we want to keep everyone knowing what's going on in the news. You know what? I mean, there like isn't seem to be a method for people with disabilities to know everything going on. So, um, you know, I'm, I just love doing that. Uh, so, Kathy, you told us what areas you support. Uh, a question I have for you is as you have worked with people with epilepsy, what would you say are some of the biggest issues? Gosh, um, you know, for adults, um, it could, you know, big issues are employment, um, you know, especially for somebody newly diagnosed. I mean, how will this affect their employment? Will they be able to keep their job? Um, driving, you know, on if their driving if their driving privileges have been restricted, um, you know, that that creates a big issue for you know for a lot of people. Um, for kids, I mean, you have teenagers who, you know, some of the issues are, you know, acceptance with their friends, fear of the unpredictability um, of of a seizure. You know, what happens if I get a prom and I have a seizure, you know, at, you know, during prom, you know, um, kids some, a lot sometimes don't get invited to sleepovers because the the family you know the people are afraid of what you know that the child might have a seizure when you know they're at their friend's house so um you know but then there also are issues i mean we we receive calls every day of because due to the expense of um you know, seizure medications, you know, there's times people are, choo- you know, have to choose, you know, do I pay for the medication or do I, you know, can I pay for my rescue med or do I, you know, pay my electric bill? Um, so, um, yeah, those are some, real, some of the real big issues that people Okay, face. tell me something. What do they do in that situation? The people that cannot find access to funds for medication, so we can connect, we can try to connect them with um, some different patient assistance programs. Um, we do have um, ourselves a, an emergency assistance fund that if somebody calls that we will help them, you know, especially if they're out of their medications right now, um, you know, we can assist them with, um, with paying for their medication. Um, you know, but a lot of times we're able to find different emergency assi- or um, patient assistance programs that can help them. And are these people the people that are unemployed? Some are, but some people, aren't. I mean, some, some people are. who are, yeah, quite a few of the people. I mean, a lot of people are employed. It's just, you know, with high deductibles and the way that our health insurance, you know, the coverages have, and, you know, you have the different, um, you know, medication tiers, and it just depends. And it may be that, that the you know, that the prescription that you're on, you know, maybe really, maybe very expensive, and but that's what works for you. And changing that, you could have start having breakthrough seizures. I mean, there's a you know, there's so many different factors that go into that. That, um, you know, that but it, but the expense of it, it doesn't just have to be somebody who's unemployed to 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 face that expense. You know, that that big bill. You know what? I mean, that is horrible. 
That is horrible. Are you all understanding? I have epilepsy, so let me explain to you that if I did not have medication, I would immediately stop having start having seizures because the time I was weaned off Dilantin and moved to Lamictal, even though, you know, it was not a rapid change. It was I was weaned off. I still had a seizure. And if I did not have medication, I would have a seizure. Now, I don't have seizures to the extent of other people. But you're meaning you're putting people's lives at risk. Because look what happened to me. I followed a movie theater. I fracture my skull, ended up having life-saving brain surgery. But there are people who can fall down steps, can walk in front of a car. I could go on and on. But imagine how terrible that is. Well, thank God, Kathy, that there are organizations like yours that can help someone that's in an emergency. The problem is you can't help people in the entire country. Correct. I wish we could. Yeah. Yeah. And then about unemployment. It is so high. When you say that one of the reasons for that is the problem with transportation. Oh, uh, yeah. Transportation is, is very difficult, especially for people who, you know, who are having seizures, you know, and their seizures aren't quite controlled. And so they don't have their driving privileges. You know, if they, if you know, they don't live in an area that has public transportation that can help them get to and from work. It's it's a difficult, it's very difficult. Yeah, so what that means is you could have one seizure, but because you've had one before, you know, it may be you have to go this many months without having a seizure. Mm-hmm. One seizure, you can lose your driver's license. Which is, of course, what happened to me when I had this accident. You know, no driving privileges for six months. Okay, now, as Kathy said, if there isn't public transportation, then what? So that is one of the reasons there is such high unemployment for people with uh, epilepsy. Plus, of course, you know, entry level without work experience, is always the most difficult getting work, getting the opportunity to work. But right now, we're going to go to our final break, and then we will come back and talk to Kathy about Kathy. How's that? (laughs) This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Since 1985, Bender Consulting Services has served as a national leader in advancing employment of people with disabilities, including veterans with disabilities, with private sector companies, and federal government agencies. 
Bender assists customers with achieving their diversity and workforce inclusion initiatives by tapping into a talent pool of individuals seeking professional positions, including those in the STEM fields. In addition, Bender services include disability employment consulting, training and technology accessibility through their high test line of service. For more information, please visit www.benderconsult.com. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. If you have a question or comment, call in toll free at 1 866 472 5788. Now, please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joy Spender. Hey, thanks for joining us today as we are kicking off celebrating. National Epilepsy Month. I really appreciate all of you being on with me today. Make sure you tell everyone you know living with epilepsy about this show. Remember, you can get it at iTunes, and later on you can hear it on my website, BenderConsult.com. Well, Kathy, before we end one more time, how does someone make a donation to Epilepsy Alliance Ohio. Um, they can log on our website, which is epilepsy-ohio.org, um, and we have a donate button that you can click on. Um, you can call our office. Some people don't feel as comfortable, um, you know, putting their credit card information online. So you can either call our office or, um, you know, some people prefer to mail a check. Um, that works as well. Um, and what some other people are doing is um, they have, like on Facebook, have um, created like fundraisers. So whether it's for their birthday, whether, you know, instead of getting me a Christmas present, I'll, I'll do this, um, you know, this fundraiser for and raise money for the Epilepsy Alliance Ohio. Um, so, yeah. Well, that's awesome. I'm assuming, too, if they go to your website, there's probably a contact uh, place so they can call you or, as you said, get yeah. in touch with you. Okay, that's great. All right, you Absolutely. heard it. Make sure you look at that. Um, and are you on Facebook also? Is that what you were we saying? We are. We're, yep, Epilepsy Alliance Ohio. All right, that's good. So, Kathy, look at everything you've done. Wow, you've done a lot over the past year. I know myself, personally, how much you've done over the past year. But what would you say is your greatest accomplishment? Greatest accomplishment? Um, I would say taking, taking the greatest risk to do what's right for those living with epilepsy in our communities. Wow, is that a and, great statement. Go ahead. Yeah, you know, I, I think that, yeah, that was probably our greatest accomplishment was, was you know, having confidence in the decision to, um, you know, kind of go on our own as Epilepsy Alliance Ohio and, then work with seven, you know, other organizations to form Epilepsy Alliance Ohio. And, um, you know, it just, when you know you're doing, when you have, when what you're doing is completely focused on serving people with epilepsy, then you know that the decision that you make is the right decision. When you know it's to help people with epilepsy and you can stand tall and you can have confidence um, in knowing that you made the right decision. 
And so that's that would be my greatest accomplishment, I would think. Um, and, and I know everyone's proud of you. And you have a lot of uh, supporters in the Alliance that are also very supportive of you. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm very, very fortunate. You know, we have, uh, you know, I have... I'm connected to some, you know, some great colleagues and um, who operate great organizations um, that help, you know, hundreds of thousands of people living with epilepsy. Now, let me ask you this. You have done so much over all this time to help so many people. Um, Where did you get that from? I mean, did you have a role model? Was it your family? You know, what instilled this desire in you to reach out and help people? Because just as you told your background, you have always wanted to help people. Where do you think that came from? Um, yeah, probably my mom. You know, my mom, you know, that's that was, you know, she worked with with individuals with disabilities, and so you know, I guess just seeing just seeing her, and you know, there were times that she would take me to work with, with her when I was little, and you know, I I guess I didn't know any different, you know, and I just thought every you know everybody's the same, and then as you go through school, you know, you you meet some people. Um, you know, who have disabilities and you see other people not, not treat them so great. And, um, I guess then it was just, my heart has always been there because, you know, we're all in this together and, uh, yeah, I, it would definitely have to be my mom. Oh, isn't that great? You know, I always say to remember when you're a parent, uh, like if you have a daughter or some, but I'll use a daughter in this case, there's always a little girl watching. And that mm-hmm. is so true. No matter who you are, teacher, uh, Sunday school teacher, uh, of course, parent, relative, but there's always a little girl or a little boy watching. What you do, and it has such an incredible impact on them. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Well, Kathy, uh, first, before we close the show, you know, I've known you a long time, uh, and I want to personally thank you for your tireless commitment to helping people living with epilepsy. Well, thank you, Joyce. I appreciate that. And, you know, it, it's it's been an honor, um, you know, just knowing you and watching you. Um, so just as a little girl is watching, you know, colleagues are watching you as well. Um, okay. And, you know, you are a great inspiration to all of us for all of the work that you do on behalf of not just people living with, with epilepsy, but people living with all disabilities. Well... Uh, Thank you. Very kind words, but the feeling is mutual. One person, I always tell people, you know, you get a chance in life, something will happen, and you have to make a decision. That one decision can change someone's life more than you can imagine. It can change someone's life. Um, And we have learned here in Pittsburgh, as I talked about on the last show, with the terrible tragedy we had at the synagogue, the horrible shooting, that our mission 
in Pittsburgh across the board is this. Be kind. Be kind to someone because that is what it's all about, being kind to another person. So, Kathy, what message do you have for our listeners today? You know, to, to know that, you know, there are epilepsy organizations, you know, Epilepsy Alliance Ohio, and, you know, just depending on where you live, that there are people who want to help and want to do whatever they can to help you, you know, to help you through your difficult time and to help provide any type of assistance that you need um, that, you know, to, to help you through. And um, don't be afraid to call. Don't be afraid to, um, you know, to ask for help. Because we're, we're there. It's what we want to do. It's why we come to work every day. Yeah, reach out. She's so right. Reach out. Don't be ashamed to reach out. And I want to remind you, this is National Epilepsy Month. Remember, anyone can have a seizure. One in 26 people will have epilepsy in their lifetime. Someone you know may be living with epilepsy. As I said before, they're just ashamed to tell you. But I want to say specifically a message to parents. When you have a child living with epilepsy, a a small child, please do not say to them, shh, don't tell anyone. Don't tell anyone. Because you know what you're really saying? There's something wrong with you. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't treat them like that. And then for those of you that know a friend of your child that has epilepsy, you know what? That story that Kathy told earlier about children not being invited over to a party because the mother knows that child has epilepsy. I just want to tell you, I'll never forget at this big conference I was at that when I took questions afterwards, this little girl, I still remember her, Emily, and Emily was like 10 years old, and she told the story of how she was not invited to an event because she had epilepsy. So please, if you're listening to the show, just know that can just destroy a child's uh, whole spirit you know don't do it because it could be your child tomorrow this is Joyce Bender and you know that Joyce ends every show we have with a quote so today that quote is few will have the greatness to bend history itself but each of us can work to change a small portion of events And in the total of all those acts will be written the history of this generation, said Robert F. Kennedy. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Talk to you next week with Peggy Beam Jelly from the Epilepsy Association of Pittsburgh. See you then. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader and Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com.